Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 99, where we're discussing Comic-Con 2009. Think about that. What might be the secret word as your... So, listen, there's we, we don't have... Line over there for, I think there's a couple of people in line for yeah. questions over there. We, we don't have much time, but um, obviously we really want to commit the majority of this panel to your questions. It's your last opportunity to ask them, so we will be um, as, uh, as honest and forthcoming as we never were. So let's, so let's start out. Let's have our first question, please. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And I've just returned from Comic-Con 2009. Uh, We've just finished watching the video uh, from the Lost panel 2009. And uh, before we even discuss it in any detail, I want to know what your thoughts are on it overall. On the uh, video we just watched? Yeah. You know what? Um... I think they did a great job avoiding giving anything away, which <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, that's that's <laughs> obviously gonna. But uh, you know, that's that. It would have been disappointing had they give things away. So, right. um, but at the same time, is I think uh, they did give drop some pretty big hints, right? Um, which I'm sure we're gonna go into, mm-hmm. and um, kind of almost gives us more concrete evidence to some of the stuff we talked about in our last right. podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least they're pointing us in that direction, whether it's a smoke screen or not, yeah. I don't know, but it, it definitely, definitely there was some cool stuff, uh, that, that was right. said or shown. Yeah. And I will say right up front here, um, there may be some potential spoilers here, but I mean, nothing outside of us kind of giving our interpretation of right. what happened at Comic-Con. Uh, there won't be any other information presented other than our ideas and interpretations of what they said. Um, but if you'd rather not even know what they said, um, which includes some pretty good hints, mm-hmm. um, definitely some good hints that are almost spoilerish, 
uh, you probably won't want to listen to this episode. So yeah. I'll give you a fair warning of that now. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. I was going to say, I, I was gonna I say really what did you wish you could have gone. <laughs> I do too. I really do. Uh, I mean, that's that's probably a, another podcast within itself. But yeah. it's it was uh, we we fought long and hard, but lost yeah. the battle in the end. But um, uh, I wanted to thank Debbie uh, yeah. first off. She she just made an offer to me, uh, a real generous offer, and I just wanted to thank her for that. Yeah, that uh, was really awesome. Show. Um, and um, but. My wife and I were living vicariously through you and your wife, yeah. and you know, I, I think I, I kept, I actually told Evan, I was like, you're grounded from your phone because I kept calling him or texting him or emailing him constantly, and I finally just said, you know what, what am I doing? He is on vacation, yeah. he's enjoying his time. I know he didn't care, but I want him just to enjoy it. And uh, from the sounds of it, you had a great time. Yeah, and yeah, just I mean, there's lots of other stuff to talk about, but like up to the last minute, like my plan was to camp out Friday night mm-hmm. in line. And I was hoping we could get you there before that so right. we could stay together because my wife, there was no way she was going to do it. <laughs> but you did it. I did it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, just I'll give the nutshell version of what happened um, in terms of Comic-Con. Um, you know, we went for preview night, which mm-hmm. was Wednesday night. And I guess it's a time when they open everything up and they let all of the people with a four-day pass go through the convention center where they okay. have the booths set up and all the different vendors and exhibitors. And this is like the biggest room I've ever seen in my life. Really? Um, they had, I mean, I can't even give an estimate. The whole building itself is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give an idea, we we were so overwhelmed when we first got there that we almost left. Wow. And I really told my wife, I'm like, man, if I didn't want to see this lost thing so bad, I would just not go to Comic-Con at all. Right. Um, because we got inside, saw how many people there were, got in line for the preview night. Mm-hmm. So there, there were two different things two major events going on the, the first night. One was the preview of the exhibit, exhibition hall where Which, they had all the vendors. Was that where you were at? That's where we were at. Okay. And the other thing was they were showing some kind of previews and screenings of new TV shows that were getting ready to come out okay. and all of that, which had a much smaller crowd than I hmm. would have expected. Yeah. But we got in this line to go down to the exhibition hall and look around, and it's the longest line of people I've ever seen. Um, That's crazy. The Sandy, I don't know how many square feet this building is, but I would not be surprised if it's in the hundreds of thousands of square feet. Oh, my gosh. And this line for the exhibition hall snaked through the entire building. And it's like we're in one part of the line, and like 10 feet away from us is another part of the line that's like twice as far ahead than we are. Wow. So we're like all snaking through this building. And, I mean, we walked for a good 45 minutes. Not oh waiting, my. just walking in the line, which didn't take very long. I mean, the line didn't stop at all. It's like we just walked the whole time. Oh, my goodness. To get to where the entrance was to the exhibition hall. I mean, you probably walked a, a couple, a, two or three miles it, before. Probably. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I could be overestimating it, but I know there was a hallway we locked, walked down. It's the longest hallway I've ever seen in my life. But if it's snaking back and forth and you're walking consistently for 45 minutes. Right. You walked. I mean, yeah. even though it was in one room, you walked a lot of, uh, a right. lot of space. I mean, it's crazy. Exactly. So finally, after all of that, you know, we get down to the exhibition hall, which mm-hmm. is like the room is giant. It's huge. And you wouldn't imagine a room of that size like, you would think any crowd would be swallowed in a room that right. size. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell. But it was so many people that, like, it was like walking down the streets of New York City at rush hour or oh something. Oh, my gosh. And, like, you could not walk in a straight path, and it's, like, shoulder to shoulder, and you actually had to ram your way through people to walk. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that, that sounds 
almost frightening. It was. It was overwhelming. We live in a town of like 2,000 people. Right. And I've never been to this. I didn't expect it. People talked about there being crowds and a lot of people mm-hmm. and how it never slows down. It just stays busy. But this was beyond that. I mean, wow. like I said, I told her, I, I don't know that I want to come back to this. Mm-hmm. But then I got to thinking about the fact that this was the last loss panel. And they had this teaser in the description that said, you won't want to miss the big surprise you know, that they're going to have in store for everybody. And so I went ahead and we just, you know, stuck to our plan. Mm-hmm. It got a lot better. It got okay. a lot better. Um, I ended up, we did not go on Thursday, which was the first day. Right. Uh, we did other stuff the whole day because there weren't any panels we were really interested in. I think that was probably the big twilight day. Right. And we weren't even going to deal with that. Yeah. So Friday, um, we went and saw a couple of things. Um, but the big thing I was interested in was a big Peter Jackson panel. Right. Uh, where they were talking about a new movie he produced called District 9, which looks awesome, by the way. And um, But long story short, I saw that and um, stayed inside of the Hall H, the giant room they have, and ended up seeing the panel with Peter Jackson and James Cameron. Hmm. Um, so they basically just talked about the future of filmmaking, and it had some good moments in it. But overall, Peter Jackson seemed kind of uninterested in what was going on. <laughs> he just... He, he probably had just gotten there from a huge, long flight. Yeah. And he was just out of it for right. a bit. But it was a lot of fun. Because that's the one you also saw uh, the actor that plays Charlie? No, that was that was a Flash Forward panel, which I want to talk okay, about okay. a little bit. So if you haven't heard about this show, Flash Forward, which starts in this fall, um, people have been saying it's the next Lost. It's ABC's new Lost okay. to replace it. And... Um, I was skeptical at first because it's called Flash Forward and it instantly made me think of like a lost ripoff. Yeah. But as it turns out, they've actually been writing the show um, for several years before Lost even started doing the Flash Forward stuff. Oh, okay. And um, the creator, whose name escapes me right now, is one of the guys who wrote uh, the Batman Begins movie. Oh, great. Yeah, it's a um, great movie. And I I was really skeptical at first, but we got to see the two-thirds of the pilot episode. They didn't have enough time to show the whole thing. And it was really good. I mean, um, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's as good as Lost mm-hmm. yet, but we also don't really have enough information to know. Right. But the basic premise from what I saw was um, everybody on the planet blacks out for a short period of time um, at this one particular moment. And then while they're blacked out, everyone sees um, a certain amount of their life in the future. I think it, they made it sound like it was they see what happens to them on a particular day and time six months i think into the future it's based on a book that was written huh. sometime in the past but they see what happens to them at this one particular moment in the future and so the whole show centers on different people and what they saw and kind okay. of getting to that point okay but they said it's a really open format but they do know what the ending is they know what the plan is um, but there was some talk about Lost in that panel, about how they were all big fans of Lost, and they weren't trying to do something to rip Lost off, but they wanted to produce something that had the same um, engrossing storyline that great. Lost does. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. But one of the, the biggest things that revealed at that panel was that Dominique Monaghan, Dominique, who played Charlie, yeah. was going to be one of the stars of the show. That's pretty awesome. But also, I can't remember her name, who plays Penny on Lost, mm-hmm. is going to be in the show. Oh, okay. So both of them will be there. Okay, great. But that was really cool. Yeah. 
So uh, that was actually the first one of the first things I went to on Friday. Okay. Um, and after that, of course, the the Peter Jackson District Nine panel. Later on that same day was the Peter Jackson James Cameron panel. So I walk out from that panel out the exit, and I see this crowd of people over near the line where the line ends for mm-hmm. Hall H. And Damon and Carlton are standing there, uh, talking to the people who had already started lining up oh, for wow. the next morning's panel. Um, basically, it was about eight o'clock at night, and uh, probably twenty or thirty people had already started camping out for the next morning. Oh my goodness! So I walked over, tried to get close enough to just shake a hand or something. Yeah. Um, but they started; the crowd started to get big because obviously six thousand people just came out this exit, right? And they're standing there. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So they took off, but I got in line. So I was in the very first section of the line. They Basically what they do is up to a certain point, it's one long line. And then mm-hmm. they, they split it off into three, kind of like a pitchfork. Right. And um, there are three different sections, and they basically do that to kind of disperse the crowd before they get into the building. Mm-hmm. And we were in the very first fork of that, you know, pitchfork. Not pitchfork. What's that? The trident. Yeah, yeah. trident. <laughs> the trident, yeah. But me and it was probably... Maybe 60 or 70 people were in that first section. And for a long time, that was it. So I was thinking, man, I really <laughs> didn't, I didn't have to stay yeah. the night here. But, right. But I wasn't about to leave because no. I knew for sure that I'd get a great seat. Yeah, definitely. Of being that early in line. But it was one of the most surreal experiences. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I, first of all, I came very ill-prepared. I mean, I had I my, ask that my bag, you... a camera, like a book. And like just odd stuff that I you really didn't like didn't have like need. a sleeping bag or no, I oh. didn't I didn't even have a blanket or a or pillow. Pil- Are you kidding me? I, sl- I lay with my head on my bag most of the time, and uh, I had my laptop with me for some reason. Like I was <laughs> I like all the stuff I didn't need. I yeah, had with me. you may be the worst at this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. ever. <laughs> well, I've never done it before. You know? Yeah, I know, but come on. I mean, it's like okay, I'm gonna sleep outside all night. I okay, one thing I need laptop. Yeah. <laughs> well, to make matters worse, I was there all day anyway for these other uh, panels. Yeah. So I didn't want to cart like, you know, a blow-up mattress with me. Yeah, way. it's true. Which somebody actually bought, brought like a full-size blow-up mattress. I would have been on it with them. Yeah. <laughs> it was one guy. <laughs> that was and he, he arrived maybe 2 o'clock in the morning. And he had pajamas on and this blow-up mattress. And he See? whips out this like electric like uh, fan that blows the thing up. And this thing must have had a battery on it because he he turns it on. It's like, and it blows up this mattress. Nice. This dude, I mean, he was not missing a wink of sleep. He he was prepared. Yeah. See, no laptop, (laughs) blow up mattress. But here I am laying on the sidewalk, nonetheless. Oh, my gosh. Like on my back, looking up at the sky, just counting down the hours. Luckily, I had some really cool people in line next to me. Uh, there were these two younger girls that I would think were from the area, huh. and they had like this incredible film knowledge. I mean, really, it was crazy. It made me really wish I lived in that area because like, yeah. they had awesome conversation about movies, and they're like, you know, maybe eighteen or nineteen. Really, and they were talking about Lost and theories and other movies and other actors and directors. Should have got some of them on audio. I was hoping I would have, which brings me to another point. I had my Edderall recorder You're there. Right? And like the batteries ran out during the flash forward panel. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> so, so I had no batteries. Oh, man. But, but I realized short, you know, as soon as I got in line for this thing that there were going to be like incredible high quality sure. video and yeah. audio recordings of the panel. So it was useless for me, right. you know, to, to worry about it. 
but I had you know, conversations with these people in line, and so the people who were right behind me in line were these awesome people. They were they were kind of uh, they did a lot of television work, did mm. like a public television, yeah. and they were there as, as Lost fans. But they basically made an arrangement with me where I would stay there and keep their line, and they were going to go get some food and get ready and and bring me back some food, a blanket, and a pillow in exchange really? for, for holding their place in line. Okay, did they come back? They did. Oh, So nice. they came back maybe midnight, 1 o'clock or so. This is all about 8.30 when it all started. Uh-huh. And uh, so they brought me back stuff so I could actually sleep. Nice. So I, I got maybe three, four hours of sleep That's over not the bad. course of the night. Um, but it was just horrible because in the middle of the night, I kept waking up, and I'd look at my, my phone. It's 2 o'clock. And I'd try to sleep a little bit longer, and I'd wake up again, and it's 4. And oh, everybody's man. saying, they're not going to let us in until 10 o'clock. And I'm just like, man, this mm. is going to be rough. <laughs> and I kept having these kind of mental images of, you know, hopping on the tram and going back to the hotel and then coming back a couple hours later or something. And yeah. if I could possibly get away with it and get back in line. And and it's like my mind was just playing tricks on oh. me. Like I, I failed to realize that even if I hopped on this tram and got close to the hotel, I'd have to walk like two or three miles to get to the hotel itself. Oh my gosh. So it's like I was going partially crazy. Out yeah. There. Yeah. I sounds <laughs> a, a bit crazy. Yeah. So long story short, it, the night gets over. It wasn't too awful bad. You know, I get up in the morning, uh, they kept a section of the, the, the building open so we could go in and go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I make it no problem to five, six o'clock in the morning. So the home stretch. Yeah. And then finally, just after standing there and looking around and laying down a little bit longer, you know, nine, nine thirty gets up, gets there and they start letting everybody into the building. Okay. So I get inside and this, this made me really angry. They, they had like, they let in, uh, all three of the groups of the Trident at the same time at about the same time. <sighs> So the first group got in, maybe 10 seconds later, they let the next one in. So everybody in the other groups takes off running oh, of course to they the did. front of the exhibit hall. And they're like, the people with the mics are yelling, no running, no running, and all this stuff. So they get down there. And of course, I can't run you know, <laughs> nearly as fast as all these people can. <laughs> but I did manage to get down there in the front, like maybe uh, that's, 10, that's 10 15 rows from the front. Yeah. And got good seats. And then it all started. That's, that's, it would be frustrating. You wait all night and then these people like probably snuck in there about six in the morning, come sprinting in. They did. And I mean, (laughs) and I felt like an idiot because like I, here I am getting there at eight 30 the night before online and probably could have gotten there maybe one or two o'clock in the morning and been been all right. I don't know. But at the same time as you have, you just had an experience, you know, and you did it, you know, and I did get to meet, um, you know, I've done a lot of work for Jay and Jack, you mm-hmm. know, who everybody out here probably knows. I've done website work for them in the past. We were like, uh, they were in the next lane over from me. So I finally got to talk and spend some time with them a little bit. Okay, so Jay and Jack didn't have any special privileges either, huh? No. Uh. They had to stay in line with everybody else. And uh, Ryan and Jen from the transmission, who most mm-hmm. of you probably know, were um, further ahead in, the, in line than I was. Maybe about halfway between me and the front of the line. Um, so, which I had met them the very first day preview night, we were walking across the street and I noticed Ryan and got to talk to him. So these are all people that I've talked to online for, wow, like four or five years and finally got to meet him face to face. Cool. Which one of the coolest parts of the whole thing. So do you have any, I mean, do you have any crazy fans? Come, no, running up dude, to you nobody going, knew who I was. Hey, that's Evan from Lost Mystery Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was really wishing I would have worn, you know, the a Lost Mystery Podcast yeah. shirt or something. Yeah. 
because um, it would have been awesome to meet anybody there that would have been listening who, yeah. who knew about the show yeah but no i was like you know everyday guy nobody yeah. cared so it right. was great but yeah we get inside the thing starts and it was awesome and i'm sure all of you have seen the video by now so i'm not going to bother really recapping sure. everything that happened um, but i do want to talk about the stuff that happened that's you know pertains to the next season and any information that might be important mm-hmm. um one cool thing that I thought was pretty awesome until the end of the video was when they both had the page of the, the last right. page of the script yeah. for the final episode. And um, I really thought, you know, maybe quite naively, that they had this this final scene locked in this box and we're going to go on Jimmy Kimmel Live and, yeah. and show it at the very end. You yeah. Know? But it wasn't. Yeah. Um, which was kind of crappy because it's almost like they're trying to maybe hint at maybe they possibly have made some of it up mm-hmm. as they've gone along. Yeah. I mean, maybe they are really going to do that. Maybe they really did lock this script in a box and they just didn't have it there. Yeah, I wondered that. I wonder maybe because, I mean, they made a reference to a particular, you know, night show host, you know, Jimmy Kimmel right. himself, you know. And right. I could see that actually happening. Yeah, I bet they'll do something at the end to prove they didn't make it up as yeah. they were going along. So they had this huge line of people waiting to ask questions um, and uh, a lot of them were really great questions. Uh, one fan mentioned that, you know, there had been some statements that they had made to the effect that, you know, season six would be very similar to season one, mm-hmm. which I hadn't heard, um, but was very interesting. And uh, Damon says that in essence that once they were able to nail down an end date for the show and they knew how many episodes they had left to write, uh, they wanted the final season to feel like they were closing a loop. Yeah. Which stuck out to me like mad. Yeah. I mean, that choice of words and the um, Carlton's kind of lack of response to it, almost like it, it was a big hint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, made me think that they're going in that direction. Yeah, definitely. Of the show being a loop. And um, he says that there's a good chance that we'll be seeing many characters that we haven't seen since the first season. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it makes us obviously the stuff that we talked about before, you know, with how how we think it might start up and like right. and and it made me think that obviously people that are dead are not going to be dead, right? You know, and, and the only way through that to happen is for the stuff that caused them to die not to have happened, right? You know, yeah. And they said they were also looking to keep us guessing. They they mentioned that season one had a big element of yeah. what's going to happen next, and they were wanting to go back to that with this season. And I'll tell you what, if this season is anywhere near as good as season one, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be really great. Um, they did say that next season will be different. They mm-hmm. talked about how they had had a flash, you know, flash forward season. They had had a time travel season that, you know, each one of the seasons is sort of like a Harry Potter book. Right. They're their own story, but they fit into a bigger story. Right. And that this season would be something different from all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, they did mention also that this season would not be centered on the Dharma initiative that they were kind of done talking about the Dharma initiative. Right. Though they did mention that they're, they're going to do this kind of uh, fake eighties TV show. That's all about exploring the Dharma initiative. So it'll give us more inside information okay. about the Dharma initiative. So we can hopefully take a look at some of that. Um, let's see here. Um, they weren't going to be doing the whole flash forward flashback motif or the time travel stuff for this season. I, you know, I, I, I don't think they're probably obviously not going to do it uh-huh. as much, but they did mention something about the Richard Alpert flashback. Right. So yeah. that I think we will see a flashback for kind of yeah. a 
how he became who he is and right. and those right. things, which is really cool. Yeah. So they started accepting fan questions um, from all the people that had lined up. And um, for each person, they would kind of show them on this giant screen. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've had this in the past, but they had this giant screen that went almost the entire width of this room. Um, and they would kind of project whoever was asking the question up on the screen. And at one point, it cuts you know, to the person asking the next question, and it's Jorge Garcia. Nice. Of course, he plays Hurley. And the place just goes wild and erupts. And he asked them a few questions. I didn't bother writing down specifically what they were, but you could tell it was written yeah. to try to bring out some of these questions that everybody has, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're going to answer all the questions that they've brought up, yep. which Damon said, you know, they'll answer all the ones that are important. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, basically goes back and forth like that. He's asking questions about, you know, he says, you know, if Jack's plan worked, and, you know, basically blowing up this bomb sends them to the past, you know, before their plane even crashed. Won't that kind of Erase. undo everything yeah. that's happened in all the other seasons? Mm-hmm. And won't that be kind of a cheat? And they said, you know, just to trust us, you know, we know what we're doing kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but there were all these hints of like, it's almost as if, you know, by making reference to several characters who will be in the next season, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. And this reference, which is like, you know, will Jack's plan work and will they end up just landing as if this all never happened? It's like they're setting us up for that. Yeah. And they want us to, to know in advance, even if that happens, they have a plan in place that will keep it from making all the other seasons useless information. Right. And I, I mean, I, I'm on the verge of having an idea about that, but mm-hmm. not quite well enough yet. But um, I am definitely getting that sense. Yeah, I am too. That it's something's going to happen. Um, the plane crash, ne- crash never happened. They land, and this season will be about what happened after that. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. Okay. So um, he says that, you know, the commercial, they showed this commercial that was kind of a fake Mr. Cluck's commercial, which maybe wasn't fake, actually. Um, but it's Jorge, um, or Hurley, as the owner of this restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in this Australian hat, advertising this new, you know, Australian dish, this mm-hmm. chicken dish they're going to be serving. And he makes a couple of comments about, you know, being in Australia on vacation and having this idea. I have a little bit more detailed information later. But they show that commercial. Then they show um, an Oceanic Airlines commercial. And these are supposedly from their, you know, sponsors. So he says that commercial and the other one you made me do, which caught my ear again. Yeah. I, you know, I think this could be a hint that these commercials were actually a major hint about next season. Mm-hmm. That we're actually getting a glimpse in many ways of the themes and the storylines that are going to be presented Definitely. next season. Um, he says, so, you know, with those commercials, it hints that the plane never crashes. Yeah. You know, that Hurley ends up running Mr. Clucks. And, you know, his visit to Australia ends up just being that, just the visit. visit. Yeah. So he goes there, talks to the woman. I can't remember the guy's name. Ed Toomey, I think was his name. Um, she goes and talks to this woman about her husband, who was one of the people that knew about the numbers. Right. And then he finishes that and goes back home. That's – or another thing is, I mean, you know, I don't. maybe he doesn't even go talk to the guy about the numbers. Yeah. That could you know be. what I'm saying? He's on vacation. Right. To me, if that's true, the numbers never were anything to him. Well, I don't know. I mean, 
because he said I had good luck. Why would he freak about the numbers? You know what I'm saying? Not ever since I won the lottery, I've had nothing but good luck. You right. know, why would there be any emphasis on the numbers whatsoever? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, one of the lines in the video was, ever since I won the lottery, I've had nothing but good luck. I mean, it could just be that that's because it was a commercial. True. And that way we're just making it that way and not telling the truth. Maybe. But because it would be, there'd be something crazy going on if it wasn't just the time after the crash that was changed. It was actually the time before that. That's like almost that's like what, a parallel universe kind that's, of thing. That's kind of what, though, it, to me, it's pointing to that, that not only that everything was changed prior, mm-hmm. after, during, everything, you know? Right. Like, everything that led them people to that island mm-hmm. does, does not exist. Right. All the issues, you know, the, I mean, like, Hurley's issues d- does not exist right. outside of those numbers, yeah. you know? Um, may, you know, maybe we find out, you know, Jack and his dad are best friends. You mm-hmm. know, there's no issue there, you know? It's like, right. it may be that everything huh. has changed. That's a good point. I mean, up until now, my my thought is kind of centered on they've changed everything from the time they left the Australia airport. Okay. And it's like they they land like they were supposed to, and life carries on as if it would have, you know, if they never had crashed. Right. But, yeah, if he really never had any bad luck because of the numbers. He would have never researched everything. it. Yeah, he would have never, never researched it. He wouldn't even know that guy in Australia had heard the numbers. Yeah. Because he went back after he thought the numbers were cursed to find out from the guy where they had come from originally. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. he had gotten all that information, and it was because he was worried about it. You know? Right. Yeah, man. And it's what's awesome is I ex- fully expected to go to this, and then to just kind of you know not really give any information. Right. This but these like videos are pretty stuff. huge. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're giving us a really huge hint that this last season everything is going to be different. Yeah. It seems that way. I mean, I can honestly, like <clears throat> if any of this commercial stuff is true, yeah, I think everything is going to be changed, but there's going to be something that holds everything in the past, like accountable. Yeah. You know, like those people have some kind of knowledge of it or there's something's going to be, there's going to be a, there's going to be like you talk, it's going to validate the mm-hmm. past five seasons, you know? Right. And this comment about, you know, this com- that commercial we just saw and the other one you made me do, mm-hmm. it's either we're going to see one of these commercials in the show or um, there's another one that's going to be floating out, yeah. you know, around the, the internet right. that we'll be able to see. But I'm going to be looking for that. Like Definitely. Mad, trying to figure all that out. So while he's in the middle of he asks several questions, and, of course, while he's in the middle of it, Michael Emerson shows up and they kind of have this little feud between them, which – Reminded me so much of the 80s WWF wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're trash talking each other. Yeah. And they're going back and forth, and you totally expect them to, like, jump in the chair or yeah. something. Get him with <laughs> or a Brother chair. Love's going to come out. And <laughs> yes. Or you, it didn't help any that the guy, uh, with audio, we, or the video we watched, there's uh-huh. a guy yelling right by them. Punch him, him. Punch smack him. him in the face. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are at a WWF thing. Yeah. It's, it is going to happen. <laughs> it totally had that feeling to yeah. it. But, yeah, there were some awkward moments with all the little bantering and the, the skit yeah. they wrote. But I like that they actually tried to write something to make it more interesting rather than just getting up there and talking. Yeah. Because the problem they've had in the past is they get the, car- the stars up there on the stage with them, and the stars just sh- sit there. Right. 
they, there's never anything for them to say because they don't know the story of the yeah. show or the future of the show. Right. So they just sit up there and look around and, you know, people take pictures of them pretty much. Yeah. So this was cool because, I mean, in some ways, some of them were kind of playing their characters from the show. Right. Um, others were just kind of, you know, they were there like Richard Alpert. You know, I can't remember his name to save my life. Yeah. But he was just there to comical look, you know, and look, sit and look and be funny. seen. Yeah. Yeah, that that was actually a funny little thing that they did with this guy liner yeah. and stuff. But guy, guy liner? Guy liner. That's what, that's what we call it. <laughs> I've, I've never heard that. <laughs> so another fan asked if Juliet was okay, and if not, could they make her okay? And Damon said that depends on whether her detonating the bomb had the desired effect. And he said, you know, that they can say that Elizabeth Mitchell will be on Lost in the, on the final season, which either could mean that she's fine or that they're going to show a clip the first episode yeah. of her, you know, blowing, blowing up it the up. bomb. Oh, told you. So, I mean, I, I don't want to put too much into that right. yet. Uh, Stuart, who is a well-known fan at Comic-Con, he kind of always looks like Hurley and tries to dress mm-hmm. like him and... Um, I got to actually meet him in the line and talk to him a little bit. Really cool guy. Knows like every single freaking thing about Lost you can imagine. Wow. He was awesome. Um, so he gets to ask his question and asked if we would find out how the food drop happened back in season two. And they said that would be addressed. Uh, so we'll find out. And I'm guessing that'll somehow play into the bigger story yeah. that's going on. And that'll make sense. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Hurley, the guy who plays Hurley. I mm-hmm. always, I only know them by their, yeah. their, their <laughs> stage names. Yeah. But um, he, he said, I, he said something to the effect of planes. You yeah, know, airplanes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that was like a, like some type of like hint or just some kind of like, joke or maybe he's just like I don't know. Yeah. Because they kind of directed the question to him. You know, it's right. Like, and I don't know if it's just because, like, you know, back when the episode aired, it's like everybody talked about, I think one of the people on the show even said, like, one of their lines was, you know, did anybody see a plane mm-hmm, or an airplane? Mm-hmm. And nobody did. So it's like, um, maybe it's just a reference to that. Maybe, yeah. That he has no clue, and that was what he was guessing. Right. Okay, let's see here. Another Hurley lookalike asked, you know, how big of a role the Dharma Initiative would play in season six. And like I said before, they said that they're moving on to something new. They yeah. said, you know, we at the mothership have, you know, bigger mysteries to, to look into. Uh, so I actually was kind of relieved at that. Yeah. There was a lot of Dharma stuff in this last season. Yeah, you're right. I'm kind you're of right. ready to move on. Do you, now, wait, just because I haven't checked, but are mm-hmm. they done filming season six? Oh, no, they haven't no, even started. They haven't even started? Okay. Yeah. I think they, they somebody told me there that they would start filming in the next month or so, I think. It's pretty intense. You're going to film something and release it within inside of, what, eight months? That was the reason why they changed the schedule in the first place is because they were, when they were doing 22, 23 episodes a season, it's like they described it as laying tracks in front of a train as it's well, going I down. Because, uh, I mean, it has to go out. Yeah. And that's why they had the issue of, like they would show a new episode, then for two weeks they'd have a rerun, and then they would show a new oh, okay. one. And so they wanted to do away with that. So that's why they started this whole hiatus thing, so they could gotcha. make all the episodes or make the majority, three quarters of the episodes, before the first one even airs. Okay. Um, the cool thing about that is we get to see the show exactly how they intended, instead of like having them course correct things mm-hmm. based on feedback. Right. But you know the bad thing is we have this huge break right. while we're waiting. Right. 
So another fan asked if Jacob has ever appeared to us as any other character other than himself. So has Jacob basically been doing what Esau did? And but see, I wish somebody would ask that question: Has Esau appeared as anybody else or affected anybody else? Yeah. You know, yeah, I like the whole Jacob question, but like Esau, to us, we've already established that Jacob doesn't make anybody do anything. Right. But Esau seems to, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that would have been a question that I would have liked to have yeah, answered. Yeah, I would like to know, you know. Or who, the Locke thing, like you've been talking about, how long has Locke been mm-hmm. under the control of, right. you know, ask that. And I, I would love if somebody would have asked that because maybe to them there's no question about that. Maybe yeah. they would have just said, oh, he's only been under control of Locke since he got back to the island as a dead body. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, nobody asked that. I mean, there were probably people who were going to. That's another bad thing about the skit they had planned is they got maybe six or seven good fan questions mm-hmm. in, and the other two or 300 people didn't get to ask their questions. Wow. So is I there wish a, they'd had that. Is this reference something about 6,000 or something like that, other people online with questions or something like that? No, no. The the room itself, they said, held about 6,000 people. Oh, okay. I thought he was saying something like there's an online like forum as well that they were getting questions oh, from. Oh, no. I didn't catch that. Okay. No. Okay. Because uh, I was wondering if maybe they were answering other questions outside of this since they had oh, a limited no. amount of time. No, no, I don't think so. Um. But, yeah, about that question with Jacob, they said that no, um, that Jacob, you know, unlike Esau, hasn't appeared as anyone else or, you know, I guess hasn't possessed anybody right. else. Um, well, they didn't say that. That was yeah, your my take yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't have any Dharma kind of every other year, the last couple of years anyway, they've had kind of a Dharma-related video mm-hmm. with the Pierre Chang or somebody doing it. But this year they had the kind of fake commercials or promos that yeah. we watched a couple of them. Uh, the one, of course, was Mr. Klux. And, you know, there are several hints in there almost as if the crash never happened. Hurley li- moved on with his life. And, you know, it, it's almost like a totally different alternate reality from what it's we see. a totally seen. different Hurley. Right. Happy, yeah. like loving his life. Yeah. Just... You know, he seems different. I mean, his little Austrian accent he's trying to throw off, mm-hmm. you know, it just, I don't know, kind of it looks like he's living his dream, you know, yeah. like as if he did win the lottery and everything was perfect. But it also seems like a much less, I mean, obviously it's a commercial, so we can't read a ton into it. It doesn't seem like a very deep Hurley. No, no. Like he doesn't have the the same sense of like experience. He's right. not had the same experience. Yeah, you're right. And it's like, I mean, man, I just can't wait till this season. I want to understand why they had these commercials yeah. there and what it means. But, of course, he makes the comment about, you know, ever since I won the lottery, I've had nothing but good luck. And he says, on a recent vacation while camping in Australia, which the only time we know he's been in Australia was before he crashed on the island. Yeah. The other one they had <clears throat> was for Oceanic Airlines. Mm-hmm. And uh, they say, you know, one of the comments they make in the video is in the air since 1979, 30 years with a perfect safety record. Yeah. So the crash never happened right. again. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the biggest hints. Yeah. Because obviously the plane crashed. Yeah. There's no perfect safety record. And then there's one that was really interesting that was in America's most wanted, um, I guess, commercial or promo um, where they're looking for Kate, who was on the run. But they said there were a couple of facts that didn't line up with what they have told us mm-hmm. in the past. One was that 
she blew up her dad's garage or plumbing business. Plumbing business. Where we saw her blow up his house. Right. Uh, the other thing was that she that she had made this plan to blow up his place of business because she thought he would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, she killed her his apprentice who was working with him. Yeah. And not her stepfather or father or whatever. Right. Um, so that's a, obviously a huge change from yeah. what we've been told. Yeah, definitely. And like that, that's that troubles me because it, to me it puts Kate still in a negative light. Yeah. Like if these people have changed, like it seemed like <clears throat> Curly's life worked out for the better. Mm-hmm. I would hope to see that Kate had never done that, Yeah, you know, or if, uh, if so, if she has done this and it was, it was, it had blown up the, the business, right. Then maybe there's some kind of like justification. Like it wasn't, it wasn't her, it wasn't, you know, it was something else, you know, like they, they, she escaped from the, the officer, like I said, the marshal, uh-huh. right. but for whatever reason, it ends up not being her fault or whatever, yeah. you know, cause it, right. it is a little more like it's less Kate involved mm-hmm. this one. Cause she, she actually rigs this one. Right. She's not there. She's not turned on the gas. Yeah. It's something that was set up. You that's, know? that's the part that really confuses me is because it's not just that, the plane crashed and she's still a wanted fugitive. Right. It's that, or the plane didn't crash and yeah. she's still, so she's still a wanted fugitive. It's like this total, all the circumstances that surrounded her being wanted in the first mm-hmm. place are totally different than yeah. what we've learned. Definitely. Which again, it like totally t- seems like this alternate universe kind of thing. Yep. Or they've gone through this, these lives, these lies of theirs multiple times and they've chosen the same path, mm-hmm. but the circumstances have been slightly different. Right. So Kate, in one life, killed her father at his house, and another life killed her father's apprentice when she was trying to kill him. Right. And they're giving us little bits and pieces of, of different lives yeah. that they've had. I mean, what, you know, that could very well be it, too, is that we're just seeing an alternative to one particular, like, life. You know, we may be seeing... If you think of the loss that we've seen up at this point, the you know where they've been through, that that's one life that they had. Right. This could be another one, but it doesn't have to be the life that is actual. Yeah. It could just be the opposite, almost the balance to the island life, yeah. and somehow they there's just their real life meets in the middle somewhere. You know. Okay. Like okay, I see what you mean. Now, but there may be another explanation here. I was just thinking, um, maybe. The, uh, the murder gone wrong with his apprentice happened before she killed him. That could Maybe have. she tried to kill him once, it didn't work, that's and she true. came back and killed him later. That's true. But that seems like a huge thing to leave out, like yeah. in the first oh, yeah. seasons. Yeah, like you would think that you would have seen that because, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I had the the full transcript of the, of the commercial because I think it gave a couple of details, like it mentioned little things that we could probably, you know, pick up on mm-hmm. that would give a little bit more information. But yeah, either things are totally different than we've been hearing, or there's more information that we haven't yeah. heard yet. Yeah. And well, uh, Damon did make the comment after the the clip was shown. He was like, "Hmm, I always thought Kate, you know, killed her stepfather." Yeah. And so there's obviously a big hint there. Yeah that there's a lot more we need to learn. Yeah, definitely. 
But those were the three main things that they showed during the panel. And all through, I mean, everything they showed and talked about were huge, huge hints. Yeah. Um, the season six poster, which they showed at the very beginning of the panel, uh, was, was very interesting. There were a lot of people talking about that because it showed every major cast member that's been on the show from the very beginning. Uh, Boone, Shannon, everybody was there. Mm. Um, now, this could just be because it's the final season and they want everybody to get recognition rather than just the people who are in the season. Um, but it could be more than that. Yeah. It could be a hint that we're going to see all those people. As a matter Definitely. of fact, one of the he did actually say specifically, um, you know, whenever he answered the question about season six being similar to season one, that yeah. we will see people we haven't seen since then. Definitely, yeah. So, man, that's really exciting. Yeah, like, it really this is. This season is going to have to be killer. Yeah, and, and on that, that poster you talked about, the, just a note to mention that John, everybody's looking out right. except for John Locke is looking in yeah. and kind of peering over his shoulder, but you see the back of John right. Locke. Yeah, and, and you, you made a good comment just about what that an, could mean. Maybe what? just an obvious point to Locke's back. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> that's, that's really it. Great. You know, it could be yeah. just a play on that. But. And, I, and I totally would, would believe that. That's the kind of stuff they do. They, yeah. You know, they kind of give little hints and make little jokes, and that totally could be what that means. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. Um, let's see here. They, the Lostpedia had a description of the poster here. It says, a new Lost Season 6 promo poster has been seen at Comic-Con 2009. The poster includes all of the main characters from the show, both dead and alive. And the center is John Locke, um, or it could be, I guess, you know, Esau, Esau yeah. or whatever, um, with his back facing us. All of the main characters appearing on the promo for Season 6 could be seen as major foreshadowing for what we will see this upcoming season. I really hope so. Yeah. Um, let's see it here. Um, and, of course, they had several of the actors come out. We had Jorge Garcia, Michael Emerson, Josh Holloway, the guy that plays uh, Richard. Richard Alpert. And at the very end, they played this video that was kind of a um, in memoriam, like they do at the Oscars, of people yeah. who have passed away the last year. They did that for all of the people who had died on the show which I thought was interesting mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. in light of the poster. And at the end, they showed, you know, maybe if two, three, maybe five seconds of each person, but for Charlie, they showed quite a long segment. And they showed um, the whole scene where, you know, he's in the underwater and yeah. the hatch blows up and he's in the room and it fills up. I totally expected them to extend that scene and to have him fly out of that window or swim out of the right. window yeah. and to, to announce that he was not dead. And that would have been awesome. Yeah. But it didn't happen. <laughs> Instead, it got over, and Dominique Monaghan walks out. Um, I'm thinking just because he was there for Flash Forward. They did, yeah. But it also seems odd to have a character there to appear unless they're still on the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's kind of odd. It's like, <laughs> if I can think of a good example, um, it seems almost wrong to the to Shannon and Boone and all of them for him to appear, you know, just because he happened to be there. Right. You know, yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I agree to that. And I, I have to believe that he's going to be back on the show and I believe yeah. Shannon and Boone and all of, I, I mean, I really believe that like they said, a lot of the original members are going to be living out their lives in some form or fashion in season six, Right. which it's kind of strange to me because there's been so many years it's passed yeah. How do they do that? 
Yeah. You know, the people look different, especially like Walt, but I know some of that was filmed mm-hmm. early, so it could be used later. Yeah. We talked about that. Right. But I mean, if that's kind of a big deal too. I mean, how they go with Walt's story and things right. like that, you know, they must, cause you said something to the effect that they film Walt and, um, and, um, uh, Jack. Well, to- no, that was my, um, my hypothesis based on the fact that he, that Matthew oh, that's Fox right. already knows the end of the show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, and that makes sense now that if they're going to somehow, if it's going to make a big loop, make a that big, loop, yeah, then, that make then, then he's the only one that really they'd have to have done that with. Yeah. Because the rest of them. Man, there's there's something with the all of this backstory they've given us about Walt and mm-hmm. his psychic abilities, which to there's this point there. mean nothing. No, nothing at all. The, the idea of them landing in Los Angeles as if none of this ever happened, but maybe Law or Walt being the special person that he is would have the ability to relay information to those people. Mm-hmm. Like maybe him going to Jack and saying, you know, this is what happened. This is what you learned. You need to be with Kate. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, obviously that would be a really heavy handed way of doing it, but there's, there's a lot of story about Walt being special that yeah. hasn't paid off yet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, has he ever appeared to be, you know, in places that he shouldn't be? Right. You know, stuff like that. I'm going, okay, there was a huge amount of information thrown at us about him. Right. Where's the payoff yeah. there? You know, and I think it's going to come back. Yeah. It has to. Now, I hate to put you on the spot. I, I, I was thinking, you know, when I was laying there all night, Friday <laughs> night, I was trying to make a mental list of, of some of the major, maybe not major questions, but little questions that they've raised that we haven't had much information on. One, one that I came up with was that whenever uh, Richard Alpert went back to visit Locke as mm-hmm. a child, mm-hmm. Locke had that smoke monster drawing on the wall. Yeah. And if, if Locke um, being on the island and seeing the smoke monster was in that child's future, then how would he have known about that smoke monster yeah. in the past? That makes total I mean, that, that, that to me is a big question because obviously Locke, hadn't they hadn't lived that yet although right. we know that richard had seen Locke as an adult right but f- for whatever reason Locke had seen the smoke monster right or at least had some experience yeah. of it and everybody you know with with their whole time travel um guidelines being such that even though those characters are in the past it's still their future right there's no explanation for why Locke would have have a, pill- a drawing of a smoke monster as a child now we did say this. Now, okay. Now I'm just gonna go off on tangent here. All but right. we did say this. We did say that we believe that Esau had the ability to summon, or was at least in some fashion, the smoke monster. Right. We believe that Esau has affected and came to Locke. Oh wow! Yeah, because we maybe he visited Locke another as a, time as a child as that thing. Yeah. So maybe. The time whenever Locke fell out the window wasn't the only time Esau or Jacob, Jacob. visited him. Right. But I think Esau visited him, too. Oh, okay. Through the oh, smoke monster. Oh, that's interesting. Like yeah. a, you know, how scared a child would be of this thing. But And that would also be, tie into Esau's comment about you have no idea how what long I've, I've exactly. been what I've gone through to get here. Because Esau would have went and did the imaging of mm-hmm. Locke to see what he had. Right. To see if he could. So he could have appeared yeah. in front of Locke as a child. Right. And Locke remembered that. The smoke monster. It. Right. Yeah, the smoke monster. But he had no idea what it was. Yeah. But to Jacob or to Richard Alpert, 
he sees that drawing and he yeah. goes, he does yeah, know something. Is. But right, that's awesome. Yeah, that would explain it perfectly. Yeah, I don't know. If um, yeah, if, if Esau's been working that long, and just as Jacob has tried to interfere to, to get them to go in a better direction, right. Esau's been interfering to try to get them to go in a worse yep. direction. Yeah, huh? That's that's cool. That's really cool. But that's one that I came up with. Um, the other thing was, um, let's see if I can remember here now. Um, all of the mysteries created with Walt and his mother being sick, mm-hmm. him causing the bird to crash into the window of yeah. their house to get attention, all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Have, has there been, in your mind, mm-hmm. any sort of payoff or indication of why they gave us that information that you can think of? I, I mean... Probably that's one of the most like disappointing sides of loss that I've that I have to this point is yeah. that I it was so built up, and even his image with him speaking backwards or whatever he was appearing doing and appearing and, and yeah. being all you know and leading Shannon into the jungle and what you know what was that was that Esau yeah you know is that you know is that you know I don't know I I, I to me like you said it's just totally. Um, unfinished. Yeah. And if it kind of ends that way, I'd probably be the biggest, like if somebody goes, well, what did you not like? I'd say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause there is so much that seems like it's unanswered and big. It's not just small yeah. little trivial things. Right. Another thing that came to mind was, um, Locke putting that magic paste on Boone's head yeah. and making him see all that stuff that happened to Shannon. Mm-hmm. I just don't buy that. It was because Locke knew how to make this paste and that's why it yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean, that may be it, and that's fine. If, if so, that's okay. I can deal with that. But Well, it, it makes me think of the guy that had the, the honesty serum, the, uh-huh. the truth serum. Yeah. You know, it's like there is something there. They were taught that, or they yeah. had some kind of island connection that made right. them know those things, you know. So, yeah, I think there's more to it than just lock, you know, Boy Scout. Yeah. You know. And what I'd like to do is if, um, if, if you guys are still out there with us, we'd love to get – uh, maybe some of your unanswered questions. Yeah, that'd I be would great. love to talk about some of them and see if we've really gotten any information whatsoever. That'd be some, some good episodes if we could just kind of explore right. some of those things. Yeah, I think that'd so too. I mean, because obviously, as we get into this final season, and this final season is all about answering and tying up all these mysteries yeah. that they've been laying out as they've gone along. Um, it would be great to try to get a leg up and and answer some of that. Yeah, stuff. we maybe we uh, I'm sure we could do it. Put it up on the like one of the forums. Just start making right. a list, you yep. know, and just kind of kind of go through them, and maybe we can build this huge list. And maybe some of the people will go, oh no, that one's been answered because of this. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be and cool. I'll also look up. I know that Lostpedia has a list of unanswered questions well, that'd be there cool. um, that we could use as kind of a reference yeah. for these things. Um, but before we wrap this up, um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the new ARG that they're doing for mm-hmm. this season, Lost University. Um, uh, may, most of you have probably seen more of it than I have. I happen to be out in San Diego when they announced it, so I haven't looked at it much. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be like a university for everything related to Lost. That's pretty cool. And you go and you can study the hieroglyphs and you can study these different courses wow. uh, to help you have a better understanding of what's going on on the show. Um, I'm really looking forward to this one actually more than previous ARGs. Yeah. I've never gotten into the ARGs very much um, because they've almost always proven to not be like very important information that you That's, That was going to be my question was like, am I going to invest 
all this time yeah. into go and you know find out in the end well it was just a kind of a crossword puzzle type yeah. thing you know it was like yeah have fun well i know the one of the last i think it was the last or the one before they gave it was a lot of information about kind of this conspiracy behind oceanic okay and like this this guy who had a girlfriend who was involved with oceanic and she had gone missing and he was looking for her and it was basically information we didn't have to have but it made the experience deeper. Okay. I didn't. I didn't get into any of that. Right. Um, but I'm, I have a feeling once this is all over and done with, I hope they still have that stuff available because it'd be They're fun to go fun. back and yeah. add more information. Right. But this one looks different. This one's like it actually gives you information um, to make the show make more sense than it already does. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to looking at that more. I'm just not sure if either of us have the time to, to do it enough to do right. episodes about it or anything. It might be cool, though, some other people out there checking into it to say, hey, right. this is cool. Check this out. You know. Yeah. So voicemails would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you guys do discover inf- information that can be, you know, quickly dispersed to us and everybody else, call in and leave a voicemail. That'd be Definitely. just awesome. Um, but they handed out, of course, at Comic-Con, they handed out a poster, which was white. It just said Lost. I think it was just the final season. It was not a very good poster, actually. It's really? kind of boring. But they gave out these cards for the Lost University and pencils for the Got Lost one. University. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it was a really cool experience. Awesome. I don't think I would go back to Comic-Con again <laughs> unless Lost was there. Yeah, and they said this is the last year for them. Yep. So this so. is it. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, went to a lot of great restaurants. That's cool. Saw a lot of cool things. Uh, Peter Jackson's like, I love Peter Jackson, like yeah. hardcore. And uh, to actually see him like in front of me talking about, you know, The Hobbit, which gave a brief you that's, know, that's, update on that's that. That's cool. was really cool. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I wish I could have actually gotten an audio recording of the panel myself and gotten that out there the very day of. But that wasn't happening. But obviously, I found out the video that's out there now on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I actually saw the guy who was recording it. He, I think he's the same guy who won the, the theme song competition. For oh, the really? Show. And uh, he was uh, videotaping it with this really awesome camera and uploaded it. Nice. So it's out there for everybody yeah, now. Yeah, good. And you guys can get it that way. Um, if you haven't already seen this for some weird reason... Just go to YouTube and search for Lost Comic Con 2009. He has a four-part uh, video there where you can see the entire panel from start to finish and wonderful HD video. But I think that's it. <laughs> I think other than the fact that I just wonder if you got over your crush uh, from Edward from Twilight yeah. by being out there. I'll I, tell you what. The, the girls, that mostly, it was mostly girls, were there for that that panel that lost the twilight panel, uh-huh. like we're there midnight of wednesday night oh which i gosh. think may have been not the night before the twilight panel but two nights before oh, the twilight man. panel i don't i'm not sure that's I, intense i think somebody i'm not even sure what day the twilight panel was on i think you're right so, i think it was like friday i remember looking at the yeah. the um the, the thing um is either thursday or, no i think it was friday I looked at the uh, Comic-Con thing, and it said something about Twilight, but I thought f- f- that was Friday, because all the big stuff was Friday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I may be wrong about that, because I think they, they actually dump everybody out each night after it's over with, so there would have been no reason for them to be there, but maybe they didn't know that. Yeah, they well, they didn't anyway. probably didn't care. <laughs> but yeah, there was 
like there were all these there was a really cool t-shirt that that said like twilight is gay (laughs) (laughs) there was this huge anti-twilight oh i'm sure i'm sure just because they were so annoyed that this this kind of mainstream television thing was taking over their ultra geek you know conference yeah and there were i mean it was awesome because a lot of the people there were like i had some awesome conversations these are people who like are obsessive to where they, I mean, they're a lot like me where they want to know everything about yeah. whatever they're interested right. in. And like had some of the most amazing conversations there I've ever had about Lost and That's about, cool. you know, Peter Jackson and the Lord of the Rings and all this stuff. And That stuff scares me about a half cup. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Just anything that obsessive is cultic yeah. to me. I'm like, if I saw all those people walk around, I'd be like, I'm scared. Because yeah. <laughs> they they've given up their life and became whatever this is around right. them. Yeah, you know, there were some of them. That's yeah, I, sure. I mean, I, I, all the little like videos I've seen. It's like they speak a certain way, yeah. they look <laughs> a certain way, and I'm like, especially yeah. when it comes to like Twilight, you know, and all that stuff. I I don't know. It's just a little much. It's weird. It's like pale face, I- idolish stuff. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you see a lot of pale face? Like, uh-uh. yeah, because you know the whole Twilight thing. It seems, I didn't see a lot of. I did see a lot of guys with like the, hair the made up hair, like, the like big, Edwards. Yeah. yeah, kind of poofy, like they just walked through a window. Right, right. But yeah, I was happy to see that it was really balanced out with a lot of people who could give you know a crap less about Twilight. That's good. So that was nice. I mean, I like Twilight. The, the movie I do was too. good. Yeah, yeah. The books I think are even a little better. Yeah. But it was nice to see that the thing wasn't overrun with teenage girls that were twilight obsessed yeah no i i actually uh i think that would be i mean everybody needs to have something that they they're you know they like and and follow i think because life would be born without those things right um but i just i don't know i feel bad for people that that's their the pinnacle of their life right you know it's like oh i gotta just if i can see edwin you know or what is (laughs) edwin Edwin, edward Edward. yeah same you know whatever it's the e family so (laughs) But anyways, I think Edwin was a lion, witch in the wardrobe character. Edwin, I don't know. I I make it up as I go, so I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, that's a good point. I mean, there are a lot of people that like. It was the highlight of their life to be in the same room with Edward. Yeah, you know, and that to me, I mean, I guess okay. I'm uh, going. I've said this many times, but I'm a Christian, and I see a lot Mm -hmm. of that stuff in the Christian world. And it's not saying I'm above it or I'm better than it, but it saddens me to know that people put so much stock in someone else yeah anybody else you right. know like that and that they somehow see those people as superior yeah. to, you know even to, to themselves to themselves you know what i'm saying right. and, and i'm like they just they're just like you yeah. they they got a but they got a lucky break and something they love to do yeah that, you know? that's that's actually a conversation that would be interesting to have sometimes even yeah. if it's just you and i i mean i i have this very um it's hard for me to understand these people who are famous and yeah. how life must look to them mm-hmm. when everybody is oh my gosh, so enamored. Be so hard. And and it's like I'm sure they don't feel like they're really special. Uh, no. Like I mean I know like I can imagine what it feels like to be in a position where you are in a job with mm-hmm. a lot of spotlight. Man. And to you you're not doing anything any different than anybody yeah. else, but to everyone else because you're in the spotlight you're, you're something you're different yeah yeah and i can't imagine how difficult that would be to deal with for some people i mean i've I, we're getting off on a tangent here but the thing is I, I always when i was growing up i always i wanted you know i wanted to be an actor i wanted to do all mm-hmm. these things and it, it seems so amazing but you start looking that side of it you could lose yourself very easily yeah you know just you, you could want for one believe the hype which mm-hmm. would be very dangerous or get so messed up because you don't 
care about it, but yet everybody puts you on the pedestal. Yeah. You know, that would be extremely hard as well. So either way, it's a lose, you yeah. know, in that situation. There's actually, there was a great um, illustration of that. Um, Peter, this was the first time for Peter Jackson ever to go to Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And once he got there, he actually made the comment on stage that he really wished he could just be looking around and buying things like everybody else. Right. Like he's like, I wish I could just walk around here. Cause this, I mean, he's a fan of a lot of yeah. this stuff and he can't like, I, I know mean, it's Jorge so crazy. Garcia got down into the, the exhibition hall and was walking around cause he was a fan of comic con uh-huh. and he was mobbed. Oh you man. You know, people trying to get pictures with him and all this stuff. So he had to leave. That's and so I'm crazy. sure those guys, that's a big deal. Yeah, like, that is a huge deal. If I were there and very excited about, I mean, the hundreds or maybe even thousands of booths of all this comic and TV show related stuff. And I couldn't look at it because these people wouldn't leave me alone. Yeah, that's tough. I'd be angry. Yeah, that's tough. But that was, you know, two people, two famous people who were, you know, kind of geeks in their own right Mm -hmm. and wanted to be there to geek out. Definitely. They couldn't. Yeah. They really just couldn't. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a whole nother podcast. But but anyways, (laughs) it just... I'm glad we have Comic Con, yeah. you know, but at the same time, is I'm I just hope it has its place in, in people's yeah. lives and go exactly. on. And I'm glad yep. you had an amazing time. I mean, that's I did, that's yeah. awesome. So wish I could have been there. I me too. It would have been so much better just for you and I to be able to sit together and podcast. Yeah, you know, that night have been ridiculous. Would have been so much better. I know. <laughs> we should have just lied to everybody and said this was that night. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's well, it bad. Was. I mean, we were, oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're in line right now. Right now, we are live. Live from well, not live. This I just messed that whole thing up. If we're live, we're there after it's over. Yeah, we're live. We really look ridiculous. (laughs) Well, with that, let's close this. All right. Anything else though? No, I'm so excited to continue this hiatus and this this uh, journey with you and everybody else. Me too, and uh, everybody. We thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, we can step up our schedule here now that we have a lost ARG going on. Um, but we'll try to make sure they're actually worthwhile episodes. Definitely, definitely. Um, we'll try to condense them as much as we can and give you good content. And until then, we hope you all have a great day and we'll talk to you later.